If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio.
uh, tell you a little bit about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the culture and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. One way that we do it is with the show, like Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live does come from the print and digital magazine, Our Own Voices. And that magazine focuses on culture, focuses on our culture to educate us on African-American culture, to educate other people on our history and culture, and also to give us an opportunity to learn about theirs. Because we're all in this place called America, and whatever the hyphen is, we're still American. But we're also so much more because this is a land for most people, immigrants. We're not immigrants here. We're not native here either, but we're not immigrants. We fall into our own unique category, and no one can change that. So when I hear people often talk about, well, we're all immigrants, therefore this, that, and the other, and I say, well, it is true that most are immigrants, but my people are not immigrants. My people were forced, and they were brought here, and so here we are. But now that we are here, we are part of what makes up this country, as a matter of fact. We are the foundation of this country because this country was built off of slave labor. That's black people. So we want to, and speaking of that, uh, here's a little trivia tidbit. Uh, this week, Monday, was the 151st anniversary of the enactment of the 13th Amendment. 151st anniversary of the enactment of the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment is what made Africans who were slaves, African Americans, made them Americans. 13th Amendment gave us, well, the rights of Americans. But it didn't just do that for us. And I, as I shared at an event I, I attended a little earlier this morning, it also did something for other people. And I've noticed that throughout history that whenever black people gain, or as young people say, have the come up, also gain. And it was no different with the enactment of the 13th Amendment because during the signing of, after the signing of that 13th Amendment, once it was enacted, believe it or not, it wasn't just black people and Native Americans who couldn't vote, even people of European descent who were part of the founding of this country and whose ancestors were as well, they didn't have the right to vote. Because at that time, the only people who had the right to vote, first of all, were white men, but not just white men. You had to be wealthy white men and or landowners. And I don't mean like an acre or two. You had to have substantial land, and then you had the right to vote. Well, with the enactment of the 13th Amendment, it gave, well, us the right to vote, but it also gave all men the right to vote. Now, no. Women still didn't have it, nope, but it did increase for another section of the community, which were poor white men and white men who didn't have much land. That changed the game. Things changed after that. 
because it brought more people into the process. I would say, obviously, that we're better off because if you don't bring in, in a country that's supposed to be there for all the people, in order for it to be for all the people, all the people have to be able to participate in the governance of that country. Well, previously, it was only rich people who could do that. And rich people did what rich people do, and that's take care of rich people. And if there's some trickle-down to everybody else, that's okay, too. But that is not their priority. They are their priority. And the 13th Amendment changed that. And if you look through history, whether it's the Civil Rights Movement or the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, we see where when we got something, other people got something. Look, now, it does not always work in reverse. As a matter of fact, it just tends not to work in reverse. And what I mean is that other groups, other people, they may get a thing, but that does not translate into a game for African Americans. And I say that if you ever want to improve the country, improve the lot of African Americans. If you ever want to improve the country, improve African Americans. As a matter of fact, for those of you religious folks, it talks about what you do for the least of these. Well, in this country, guess who's a part of the least of these? It is the African American. And when you improve us, everyone else gets to come up to. So we want to talk about the black agenda. You know, it's Black History Month, and we can talk about black stuff. All we, we can say the word black. Every, okay, everybody, I, I know I, I won't be able to hear you, but maybe we say it loud enough, everybody will hear us, wherever you are, black. Just black. Because sometimes when you just say the word black, it puts a fear in people. Well, this month is Black History Month, and we're going to talk about black stuff and things associated with black people, and we're going to talk about it freely. We're going to talk about it boldly so that when someone comes to you and asks you, what is it that I can do for you, that you don't have, you can give them something concrete. You can say, I need this. I need that. I want this. I want that. This is for black people. Because so often we tend to have to say uh, for minorities or black and brown. And there's a place for that. But here's the reality. Other folks don't suffer like us. Other folks do not have the same needs as us. So when we are part of them and they get they need, it does not necessarily translate that we're going to automatically get the things that we need. So we have to talk about what it is that the African-American needs. 
And we tend to call it the black agenda. I was at an education event, and one of the things came up, they talked about, yeah, well, we need a black agenda. But we always say we need a black agenda. But where is the black agenda? Who holds it? Who's actively working on it? How do we know when something is done? How do we get this information out? That that becomes the question. How do we get this information out? And I say we get the information out by giving the information out. We have to do that. No one else can do it for us. And the sooner we get to doing, the sooner it will be done. So, some years ago, I started asking people, what is the black agenda? What would you want if we had an agenda? And believe me, this turned out to be a very tough question to get an answer for. And what I used to get is people giving generality. We need we need jobs. And and that's all true. We do need those things. But I said, but everybody else needs those things too. So what's different about our needs than other people's needs? Is there something specific that we need that we're not getting? So what I did was I came up with the help of some folks at the gathering with a list, 10 items. And then I took it to the folks at the gathering again, and they reviewed it, and we, we chopped it up some, and we did some modification. We did some categorization. We did some modification. And we came up with what we have now. And it's still open. You know, we still have the Facebook page, and we welcome people to come and copy and paste it and then cut and paste the things that they want to see in it. And then we'll, again, sort of categorize it, prioritize it. And we took last week when uh, Nina Turner was here, I took that list with me. And I passed it out. And it was on the back of the gathering's agenda. And uh, to look it over. And, and, and they did, thankfully. And when they looked it over, people, you know, they had questions. But the one question that got the most attention was my comment about marriage. And I'm not sure, but I believe it was, it may have been number one on the list. And some people said, well, Rodney, do you believe that everybody should be married? And I said, no, I don't believe that everyone should be married, but I believe that everyone should be striving to be prepared for marriage. And 
That's why it's on the list. And they says, well, you put traditional marriage. Won't that exclude anyone? I said, nope. For our people, the goal is traditional marriage. I said, it doesn't mean they can't have some other type of marriage. I said, but the ultimate goal is traditional marriage. And that got some more discussion. And I said, that's what we came up with. I said, now, because it's open to everyone, we can talk about it. Because, hey, it's not in stone. This is just what we came up with. Talk about why we need to change it. And they said, everything else on your list is good, just that one thing. I said, okay, well, that's good. That's 90%. I'll take that. (laughs) I'll take that. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to build from that. So from that 90%, 10 items, I'd like to build on. So, of course, some people would like to know, well, Rodney, I haven't had the opportunity to see your list. So what is on your list? In other words, you talked about the black agenda. What is this black agenda that you and those who help you what is it that you all came up with? So what I'd like to do is I would like to share that list with you so that you'll know what it is. Again, this list is, it, it is a starting point. And at it, as it was a starting point, it was also a place where we can start to move towards satisfying some of those points. And the reason why that's important, because if I just keep waiting, we've been waiting a long time, and I just didn't feel that we should continue to wait. We need to do. You know, what What do our sisters often tell us? Well, words speak louder than action, right? And, you know, we, we, we don't just want to hear what you say. We want to see what, what you do. I said, okay, we're going to come up with this list, and we're going to start working towards satisfying this list, until something happens that says we need to change it to something else. And that's what we've been doing. So I said I wanted to share the list with you. Uh, Let me give a quick station ID. This is Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live comes to you every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast, 3.30 p.m. for our East Coast listeners. Our topic today is the black agenda. Uh, I am Rodney Smith in the air chair holding it down solo as my homegirl and co-host, Mrs. Angela Thomas, is uh, getting better. Need to pray for her because I, I need her back. I need her back. So the black agenda. Are you ready? Got your pencils and papers handy? You you ready to start copying it down? You all are ready to copy down. I wrote the first thing as declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education system to teach traditional marriage preparation, 
in school. And let me give it to you again. Number one, declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education system to teach traditional marriage preparation in schools. There it is. Item number one. And I'm updating book events page to include this. Matter of fact, I'm typing it in right now. Can you hear me type? The black agenda. Skip a line. And boom, chugga-lugga, boom, chugga-lugga. There it is. I just updated it. I think it's important. And we'll go into some reasons why I think it's important in a little bit. So let me give you number two on what we've come up with the black agenda. And we'll discuss these a little later, but I think it's important that we get these out to you. And for those of you who would like to call in, you can dial area code 347-826-9600, And if you would like to talk, press option one. And I am so low today, so I'm, I'm monitoring the social media and the phone board and the, the chat room and the text to my phone and trying to keep the conversation going. So bear with me. But once again, the number, if you'd like to call in and discuss this, is area code 347, and the number is 826-9600. If you would like to talk with us, press option one on your keypad. Press the one on your keypad, and that, that'll let me know that you want to chat with us. Okay, so you got it. The first one. Once again, let me give it to you, is declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education system to teach traditional marriage preparation in school. All right? That was number one. Number two, number two. Now, this list is what just needs to be done in general. So, in other words, if we could, you know, make these things happen, this is what's going to happen. So, it's not, it's a, it's a internal list as well as an external. What I mean by internal and external, it's internal. It's things that we have to do for ourselves. In other words, there's no one else who's going to come in and do it. We have to do it. External means that we're going to need some help. You know, we might need the government to help us to various capacities to whatever level. Okay? All right? So number two, you ready to copy? Is that pen writing? Got your paper? Okay. Start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Okay? Start reading to our start reading to your children while still in the womb. And teach them to read before they start school. So if you guys are in the chat room and you need me to repeat it, I can. As a matter of fact, what I'll do is I will try to copy and paste it 
and put it in the chat room for you. So all you have to do for those who are in the chat room is copy and paste it as well. So just to review, I just said number two is to start reading, start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Okay? Hope you had hope you were able to hope you had a chance to write it down that time. And I'm gonna go ahead and on the Our Own Voices uh, live Facebook event page, I'm gonna go ahead and list each one of these things. So to recap, number one, clear marriage as the ultimate relationship goal, then push our publicly funded education system to teach traditional marriage preparation in school. Okay? And I put that on the Facebook page, and there it is in the chat room. Okay? You texters, I'll have to get you later on that. Uh, Just not enough hands. (laughs) And I said number two, number two, and this one is something that only we can do. There's nobody else going to come in our house to do it. It is to start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. And I did say that I would come back to these and, I would give some some explanation for them as uh, as we continue, okay? And I'm gonna I'm going to also put it in the chat room so that uh, the folks there can have it. And so there's number two, okay? And once again, if you'd like to call in to to listen through your phone, or if you would like to uh, call in and give a question or comment, it's three four seven. 826-9600, All right. So you still got your paper, pencil and paper handy, right? Because all we want to do is we want to move on to number three because I want to have a little time to talk about this. And I actually have a school board meeting that just started at 1 o'clock that I would like to uh, – actually, it's not a school board meeting, but it is talking about the breakup and reorganization of the school's here in to you again. Number one was declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education system to teach traditional marriage preparation in school. That was number one. Number two, start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Okay? Number three. Number three. Now, number three, some people may think is trivial, but it does play a critical role in the the strength of our family and the development of our children. So are you ready for number three? Okay, here we go. And I'm putting it in the chat room, and I'm also putting it on the uh, Facebook page. Number three, limit your household to two TVs or less in 
tell at least heights, one being in the family room. Let me repeat that. Number three for the black agenda. And this is another one that's internal to us because we have to get us together, right? Number three, limit. I said household. You could say home or house. Limit your household to two TVs or less. Limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the family room. So in other words, if you're starting your home and you want a television, that's understandable because keep up with current events, news, that type of stuff, and, it's, you know, the entertainment is a part of it. And what we're saying, what the group has said, is make sure the first TV is in the, the front row, the family row, whatever you may call it. And, you know, as, as we're going through this list, I want you all to think about it and think how these things might impact our children, okay? So number three was to limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the family room, okay? So let's recap. Number one, declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education system to teach traditional marriage preparation in schools. Number two, start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Number three, limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the living room. You know, if nothing else, 347-826-9600, you all call me and tell me what you think about this. Tell me what's the first thing that comes to your mind. I don't even care if it's not something positive. But I want to know because we did spend a lot of time uh, creating these, and we, we want to see what, what you all think. Okay, number four, number four. Now, this one is something that could happen right here in the Clark County School District in Las Vegas because one of the assemblymen here from Assembly District 6, uh, Harvey Munsford, Assemblyman Harvey Munsford, has been pushing a bill for years to create an education process. And this is something that I have believed in for years and became part of the black agenda. And as a matter of fact, it's number four on the black agenda. Number four on the black agenda. Okay, still got your pencils and papers handy, right? Okay, here we go. Number four, incorporate African slash African-American history, 12, publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. Incorporate African slash African-American history into K through 12, comma, we funded colleges, comma, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. 
nationwide have to do. Now, this is something that we're not able to do on our own. We're going to need help on this. So this is, this is sort of like this is the external one that I was telling you about. Okay? All right. So that was number four. So let's recap. Declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education systems to teach traditional marriage preparation in school. That's number one. Number two, start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Number three, limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the family room. Number four, incorporate African slash African American history into K through 12 grades, publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. Okay? That takes us to number five. Are you ready for number five? Because that means we will be halfway through. Number, all right, you got it all? Number five. And I know this may be taking a while, but people have to have time to write. Okay? But it is, you can copy and paste it from the Facebook page, Our Own Voices Live, and the Facebook event. Or you can use the chat room and copy and paste it from there. Okay? So we're on number five now. And number five says, Push elected officials, both local and national, to declare a state of emergency for black male youth. This is another one of those that gets attention. And this is one of the shorter ones. Let me give it to you again. Number five, push elected officials, both local and national, to declare a state of emergency for black male you. Okay? So we're going to recap it. So that's five, right? So we're going to go number one, declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education systems to teach traditional marriage preparation in school. Number two, start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Number three, Limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the family room. Number four, incorporate African slash African-American history into K-12 grades, publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. Number five, push elected officials, both local and national, to to declare a state of emergency for black male youth. That's our first five. Did you get them? Take your time. Go ahead and get them down. And I, I posted them in the chat room, and they are also on the event page. Uh, because I thought it was just important 
to get this out. And I thought, it, it, and, and it should. People may see some of these as not necessary. Maybe some people uh, think that it should be broad. Maybe some people think that it should be expanded. Whatever it is, we want you to share with us. Let's let's collectively work on this. Let's participate. And let's do some of the stuff as we're actually building. Uh, Because we don't have any time to wait. We have to make this stuff happen for us. If we do not make it happen for us, who will, for that matter, and why should they? Because if you won't do for yourself, why should anybody else do for you? As a matter of fact, more than likely they won't. And if they do, it's through charity or when they have time. Our needs aren't just when they have time because we have needs of things right now. And the sooner we get to work on satisfying the needs of those things right now, the sooner we can start seeing some positive results. And we need some positive results. The trajectory of African Americans is not up. It is not up. It is just the opposite. We need some help. Again, this is a list to help provoke discussion. I am not saying it is the entire list. I'm not saying that it is the best list. But I am saying it is a list. And we need as many people to participate and contribute to this as possible. Because we have a brain trust. I want to maximize the use of that brain trust. Okay? So we're going to get back to our list. So that was number five. We're going to go to number six. Number six. This is for the black agenda. Push churches and mosques to unite in their belief system to establish neighborhood schools for our children. We must also support HBCUs by sending our children to them. So let me give it to you again. Number six, push churches and mosques to unite within their belief system to establish neighborhood schools for our children. We also must support HBCUs by sending our children to them. And I'm also putting that in the chat room. Boom. Hey, just copy and paste is something else. Let me tell you. (laughs) That was number six. And there it is on the Facebook event page. Okay? 
cooking with gas, right? We're making it happen. That was number six. And we're going to go on to number seven. And if you notice, the majority the majority of these things are internal to us. Now, there's other stuff out there. We'll, we'll talk, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about those some of us later. But all month, we're doing the Black Agenda. We may even have some special shows during the week where we uh, focus on the Black Agenda because this is our month. So we're going to do it. We need to do it this month. Okay? So you got, uh, so you got that one? So number one. Declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push out publicly funded education systems to teach traditional marriage preparation in school. Number two, start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Number three, limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the family room and can be the front room, living room, whatever it is for you. Number four, Incorporate African-American history into K-12 colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. Number five, push elected officials, both local and national, to declare a state of emergency for black male youth. Number six, push churches and mosques to unite within their belief system to establish Neighborhood school for our children. We must also support HBCU by sending our children to them. Okay? And then number seven. Number seven. And number seven, you would think, would need to be said, but it does. And so... These things have to, I, I believe, we believe, we made up this list. So number seven was encourage and push for home ownership, okay? Encourage and push for home ownership. That is something, that, that's how wealth is made. But we'll, we'll get into those things uh, in a little bit. And um posting it on Facebook as well. And it was a very simple encourage and push for home ownership. Got to say, say something. All right. Let's, let's keep on going. We're, we're almost there. So now that takes us to number eight. Okay. Number eight. Encourage and push for business ownership. And then in brackets I have decide what are priority businesses. Decide what are priority businesses. It's not just going up businesses, but what businesses do we need to sustain us? Okay? So I put it in the chat room. And I also put it up on uh, the Facebook page. And I'm, I'm trying to do this so that when we come back next week, 
and hopefully you all will discuss it uh, throughout the week, is so we, when we come back next week, we can say, well, we liked it. No, we didn't. And if you didn't like it, that's okay. What is it that you would change? What is it that you would add, modify, and preferably have reason for whichever action it is if it was the action to keep it? Let us know what's on your mind. Let us know how you see it. Just like the folks talked to me about the traditional marriage, believe me, they were on me with quickness. They did not hesitate. And I understand because they thought I was excluding someone, which I, I explained no. I'm just saying that this is the ultimate state. This is the ultimate goal. For the people who said, well, Rodney, do you think that everyone should be married? No. Nor do I think everyone will get married. But I do think it should be a goal. And probably in one of our future shows, uh, matter of fact, probably next week, we'll get into uh, why I, I believe that. And hopefully we'll have some more content contributions to it so that we can move forward from there. Okay? Are you guys got them all down? Are you ready for the next one? Because I want you guys to write them all down. The good thing about this is you can always come back to the show and uh, rewind it as you go through if you miss something. Okay? All right. So, that last one was number eight, was encourage and push for business ownership in brackets, decide what our priority business. Number nine. Are you ready for number nine? Here we go. And, you know, I think that all of these are important. But I did have to come up with some type of, I had to list them. Okay, number nine. Support our businesses with spending and using their services. And then bracket. Start bank accounts. Get insurance policies from black-owned insurance companies. Support our businesses with spending and using their services. Start bank accounts in black banks, comma, Get insurance policies from black-owned insurance companies, close brackets. Now, maybe that could be incorporated with the one above, but for the time being, remember, it was me and maybe about 30 other people that came up with the list as we had it so far. We thought it hit most of the things that were needed. Uh, We readily admit that there could be things that were missed, things that can be added, things that can be modified, that's okay. That's where the discussion piece comes in, is what do we want to add? 
what what do we think should be modified? Uh, because that is how it gets to be stronger. That's that brain strength that we have as a community and as a people to utilize our experiences to help us get what we need so that we can have something tangible, sort of a guide sheet to help steer us, to help focus us, and then to get some wins on the board, you know, some L, excuse me, some W's, because we got plenty of L's. We need to get some W's on the board. And so what I'm what I'm doing is I belong to a bunch of uh, groups on Facebook, and I'm sharing this uh, this list with all of them so that they can have it because I want this to be a broad based conversation. And in, you know, I want it to be a month long conversation. It's the shortest month of the year. I'm guessing we can do a month long, and then we'll try to break down into subsets. This is just to get us started. It's not the end, but it is to get us started so that we can get to work on bringing some of this stuff uh, to fruition. Okay? And then, you know, maybe at the gathering or some other event, we can talk about these, we can discuss these, we can break it down, and then we can uh, share it, maybe even if need be, modify the list with that brain trust, that new data that we will have have got. Okay? So then, you know, because that was nine, so I had to draw it out a little bit, you know, so we could get to number ten. Okay. Now, number ten has something to do with what's been going on with our police force. So, of course, this was something that was topical to folks, and but it made the list. And basically what it states is research your local, this is number 10, research your local police liability fund, and then in brackets, it, said, it describes what a police liability fund is. Part of the fund they use for payout of civil suits for abusing our people. So in other words, I live in Las Vegas. The police officers shoot an unarmed person. Maybe they broke into the wrong apartment and damaged property. Maybe they hurt someone in the process. Even maybe they wrecked their car into somebody's yard. The police liability fund, and it may go by a similar name or something totally different where you are, that is the fund in which they use to pay out settlement. Yes, I shot your son. I shot your husband. Uh, I understand you're going to take it to court, but instead of us taking it to court, why don't we admit no fault and you cannot bring this up again. And some people call it hush money. I don't necessarily see it as hush money, but nevertheless, it is still money 
that taxpayers are paying for basically potential bad conduct by the police. It's like a tax on everyone who are select few knuckleheads in the police department. That's what that one is. So now we're going to recap. Uh, what, what I have listed as the black agenda. Now, some people may look at this list and they say, ah, this is not this, not this. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is a this or that. Well, help us make it the this and the that. Okay? And just go to, if you're on Facebook, go to what do black people want, the black agenda. You could hashtag it. What do black people want, the black agenda. And it should take it there. Let's recap the list, starting off from top to bottom. Number one, declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education systems to teach traditional marriage preparation in schools. Number two, start reading to your children while still in the womb and teach them to read before they start school. Number three, limit your households to two TVs or less until at least high school with one being in the living room. Okay, number three, incorporate African slash African-American history into K through 12th grades, publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. Okay, number five, push elected officials, both local and national, state of emergency for black male youth. Okay, number six. Push churches and mosques to unite within their belief system to establish neighborhood schools for our children. We also must support HBUs by sending our children to them. Number seven, encourage and push for home ownership. Number eight, encourage and push for business ownership. And in brackets, decide what are the priority businesses. Number nine, spending and using their services, brackets, start bank accounts in black banks, your insurance policies on black-owned insurance companies. Okay? And that takes us to number 10. Research your local police liability fund. Part of, and in brackets, it says it's part of the funds they use for payout of civil suits or abusing our people. Well, there you have our list, and I believe if you notice, I think it was like six to four, and it was six things that are internal to us as a community, and I believe it was four things that were external. And Again, this is not to say this is the end-all or be-all, but this is a place where we can start. And we can build on it uh, from there, make it better, make it more of how you think it should be. Well, there's our list. Uh, I appreciate the shout-out. Somebody says, uh, I love this black agenda. Well, thank you. Thank you. It is a start. 
and with your help, and share this. Share this on your page. Share this with other people. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Because by doing that, we have to build up a certain level of momentum. You know, one of the things I didn't talk about that, you know, maybe could be added to the list someplace is we have to establish leadership as well as fellowship. Now, another item that I would like to add to the list if I can figure out how to do it, and this is one I think that's critically important to the list, to just to the list, right, if we ever expect to accomplish the list, and that is, this is, this is my, my extra item. And I'm going to go set aside our differences and focus on what we have in common. Now, I only type about 20 words a minute, so excuse me if you heard a lot of pecking that came across like I was typing in slow motion. But actually, for me, that was pretty fast. I know for many of you, that was like, is that? What is that? <laughs> but, yes, I was, I was wide open right there. So this is the extra item, and this is something I believe we have to do, have to do, it, is we have to set aside our differences and focus on what we have in common. Set aside our differences and focus on what we have in common. I am a member of quite a few black empowerment, black power websites, Facebook pages, men pages, women pages, relationship pages. And there is a common uh, theme, a common thread, and that is we we will we lose focus on the prize. There's an old uh, saying: "Keep your eye on the prize." We have to keep our eye on the prize, and we cannot let things detract us and turn us to the left and to the right. We have to stay focused on what's important. Men who may not get along with black women, I believe that's a stereotype, but it is out there. Set that aside because it's about black people. Black women who may not get along with black men, set that aside because we're all in the same boat. We're all sinking. I was in a conversation with an elected official recently, it was actually him doing most of the talking, and I could tell that he was upset, and he's been a warrior in, in the community. And it was the struggle. And he was struggling, fighting for our people, oftentimes with people who don't look like us, and that troubled him. But what seemed, and this is my interpretation of the event, but what seemed to trouble him even more was the fighting and struggling with his own people that I actually have a lot of respect for, for her knowledge, 
her research ability. I just think she is a fairly bright sister, a bright person, really. But we tend to not communicate well. We could actually be talking about something similar, maybe not necessarily agree with each other's comments, but then it turns into something more hostile or it starts heading that direction. Now, I've made not a vow, but I've made a statement that in public, I will not argue with another black person. I will not fight with another black person. This is life or death. And I've applied that same thing to social media. Because, you know, they get, people can get, I, shucks. it's a good thing it's on social media because if some of the actions that people demonstrate in social media was in real life, there'd be even more bodies killed at the hands of our own. We have to learn to be civil with one another. We also have to learn we won't always disagree. But when we disagree, do it civilly. We do not have to call names. We do not have to demean. We just don't have to do it. And I'm asking you to stop. Because if you haul off and slap me, this is not vanity, right? If you haul off and slap and then talk about black people need unity, let's work together. My cheeks are still burning. Shucks, you may decide to slap me again. It hurts. Now, I'm talking about a physical hurt. There is a psychological hurt that takes place when you demean another human being. Discuss with them. If you disagree with them, talk to them. Not talk at them. Talk with them. I also encourage you, if you are in social media and you see that you are having things might be getting going to a place where it shouldn't go, it's, it's, it's argumentative, it's, it's mean-spirited, it's name-calling, or if you just simply disagree, how about inboxing that person? Maybe see what they really want. Now, some people say, I'm not inboxing them. Well, I'm, what I'm telling you is we have to find another way. That's what we have to do. Fighting with each other, it's like an army. And I got this off of a meme, so it's not original to me. But it's like an army who shoots his own soldiers. You cannot win that way. As a matter of fact, if I am the opposing army, I'm calling my men back. Hey, hey, y'all come back. Let's fire up the Barbie because they're shooting themselves. They're killing themselves over there. We have to work together. You all, we have to work together. Black women, and yes, I am, I am singling you out here. Just because a black man does not agree with you does not mean he dislikes you, does not mean he does not want you, does not mean he does not respect you. As a matter of fact, it probably means a lot of the opposite. Because if I know or believe that what you are saying or doing will not be beneficial to you or even worse, 
harmful to you and as a black man and as a man, period, to anyone, I do not say something. Can I truly love you? Is your life that important to me? I would say no. Now, most of the time, what do we hear from especially black women? We need our men to to talk more and to share more. Okay, but you have to be willing to accept what is being said. Them sharing. It's not a barb. It's not hurting. It's not to hurt you. Because maybe sometimes the things that we believe, maybe you feel they're hurtful. But it is not said that way. Matter of fact, maybe that's the reason why it wasn't said in the first place. Have you all ever considered that? Now, right now, I'm talking from personal experiences. I see this happen on Facebook often. Because then what happens is the men go back to, well, hey, why should I share? Or why should I share honestly if I'm going to be ridiculed or demeaned or put down or even worse, because my lady, my girl, my woman, my wife, my fiance, the love of my life, if I cause pain to her, because of what I think and believe. So some people say, well, stop thinking and believe it. But, suppose, but, I, but I do believe it. And I see this is the right thing. Because if, sisters, you want to fix this by yourself, because that's what I'm hearing that you don't, you want help. It's not, you're not getting the help that you think that you need because people don't want to help you. Maybe it's because they're just not able to work with you under the parameters that constrain that you give us. We have to do this together. And let me share this, and then we'll, we'll look at ending the show. And for those of you who believe that a relationship is, and marriage is 50-50, no, it is not. It is not a business partnership that way. Sometimes it might be 90-10. And if you base everything on money, because who's making the most money gets to say. It's not like that either. Because then what happens if you're looking for 50-50 and on this particular day you're only getting 45? Does that mean that you're going to hold back your 5%, 45-55 for 100, a whole, because he's not giving the 45% or she, because, you know, God days, right? So would you hold back because they're not, suppose they're sick or suppose they have something else going on that you don't know about. Well, what happens on that day, and that day will come, when you're not able to give your 50%, would you want him or her to hold back that 5% that makes 100 even further? Because this is what, this is what successful marriage couples of 20 to 50 four years, I believe it was, told me. They said sometimes when it came to love, it definitely wasn't 50-50. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even 90-10. Some of the ladies said there were some days I didn't just love him at all. Now, some people said, well, she should have left. But what they told me was, yeah, but that's right now, though. Because I'm mad at him because he didn't do, he did do, he said, he didn't say, whatever it was. But they said that was just for that moment. Things that they encouraged us all to do is they said, 
when you get in an argument with someone and you're not talking and, you know, you had to have separation, whatever the case may be, you know, a couple hours, whatever, one of the things they said to us was, think back to when you first met that person and you felt something for them. Think back to when you started going steady, if, if they even use that phrase anymore, dating. Think back to when dating went to courting. Think back to when you asked their father their hand in marriage. Think back to, this is for the men again, think back to when you begged her, asked, just begging, but asked, asked her to marry you, if, if, you know, you, you progressed that far. And this is what the couple, this is a married couple, this is what they said. They said, think back to that. First years when you were together, where, of course, you were like rabbits, and that was good, but also the struggles that you had on building your life together, where you only had a milk crate for a table, fold-up chairs, the seats. That was your living room furniture. And maybe you had an old TV that you bought from the swap beat that goes in and out. And then think about when you finally got enough money to buy your first living room suit or suite, depending on what you say, where you're from, right? Think about what it was when you got your first television. And they said, ladies, think about when you delivered your child together and he was in there trying to do the best he could to keep you calm and relaxed, which was probably almost impossible, that was helping you push. Think of him witnessing the experience of delivery. Some people say, and that's depending on how you look at it, they're not in their best moment. Some people say that is your best moment when you bring bringing forth life. Think about that man being there with the messiness of childbirth. You, you ladies know what I mean. Because that's not what men do. Maybe we should, but that isn't. But we were there. They were there. Think about how they oftentimes were the ones who handed you the baby the first time to see your husband. At least it should have been. Think about it. Think about those times when either one of you were sick and the other one nursed them back to health. Think about the time where you lost a loved one, but your spouse, your mate, was the one that was there to console you while you cried uncontrollably. The freedom that you had to be in his or her arms, where you he has the strong, firm arms wrapped around you, or she has her soft, gentle arms wrapped around you as she cuddles your head on her bosom. That's what that's what these older couples said. They said, think about the good times. Focus on the bad of the moment. Because if you focus on the bad of the moment, it magnifies it to be worse than what it really is. And I thought that was some great advice, some great information. Black men, black women, we're talking about the black agenda. And what I've asked is that we set aside our differences 
and focus on what we have in common. Remember that we're all in it together. And the way that we're going to make things better, and the only way, is we do it together. I've listed 10 items for a black agenda. It is not to say that this is the only 10, but it is 10. It is something to spark or start a discussion. And I hope that you all will discuss it. I hope that you will add something to and I take copy and paste the whole list and then delete and modify the things that you think should be in there. And then let's talk about it next week. Let's talk about it during the week. Go to go to Our Own Voices Live on the event page to talk about it, or you could go to the Black Agenda. What do black people want? The Black Agenda. And you can talk about it there. I'm going to put the hashtag uh, underneath the 10 items so that you can go there. You can just click on it. What do black people want the black agenda? And... Click on it. See some of the things that we've posted. Uh, uh, view it. Become familiar with it. And share it. This election cycle is critically important. Do not just give your vote to anyone. Do not just go status quo. Status quo. This is something, and it shouldn't be given away. Who is going to help you satisfy those line items on your black agenda? And for those of you who say, yeah, but we're Americans and it's the whole country. Yes, we are Americans. Yes, it is the whole country. But they're a subset to that country. We don't, I'm in this country. I don't need immigration for me because I'm here already. But it benefits the country, right? And we're able to talk about that. Well, I'm saying the same thing. There are issues that are, that are important to black people that we need to talk about. And this is Black History Month. And if we cannot talk about it in Black History Month, we can never talk about it. This is our moment. This is our time to talk about it. Well, there it is, the black agenda. I want to read them to you one more time just in case there's some Folks who came to the show a little bit late, we were talking about the black agenda. What I did was I, I listed them. I, I put them in the chat room for you all. I also put them on the uh, Facebook uh, event page. But for those who may not have gotten it, it is the black agenda, number one, declare marriage as the ultimate relationship goal and then push our publicly funded education systems to teach traditional marriage preparation in schools. Number two, start reading to your children while still in the womb to read before they start school. Number three, limit your household to two TVs or less until at least high school 
with one being in the family room, or it could be living room, front room. Number four, incorporate Africans, slash African-American history into K-12 publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning systems nationwide. Number five, push elected officials, both local and national, to declare a state of emergency for black male youth. Number six, push churches and mosques to unite within their belief systems to establish neighborhoods for our children. And we also must support HBCUs by sending our children to them. Number seven, encourage and push for home ownership. You have to live someplace. Number eight, encourage and push for business ownership. And in brackets, I put, Decide what are priority businesses. Number nine, support our businesses with spending and using their services in bracket. Start bank accounts in black banks. Get insurance policies from black-owned insurance companies. The banks are FDIC, so you won't lose your money, and the insurance companies fall under regulations too. You know, black, there's a, one or two black insurance companies that are some of the oldest insurance companies in the country. Number 10, research your local police liability fund, and in brackets I put part of the funds they use for payout of civil suits for abusing our people. That's tax money that we pay. Imagine paying for someone to abuse you right now. All right, here's $5. Beat me up, shoot me. Disfigure me, falsely imprison me, whatever you want to do, and here's some money for it. That is, in effect, what we're doing. Now, we're going to get into that, and I'm going to show you how you can use that to decrease police brutality. Yes, there is a way. So you've been listening to Our Own Voices Live today, and our title was very simple, The Black Agenda. We didn't have any guests today because the agenda was the guest. You could leave comments at Our Own Voices Live on the Facebook event. You go to Our Own Voices Live. Look and leave us comments. You can go to Our Own Voices on Facebook. You go to Our Own Voices on Twitter and leave us comments. We would love to hear from you on our black agenda. Thank you for listening to us. Hopefully Angela will be back in the air chair with us uh, next week, as we continue to discuss, but we're going to take maybe a few items, maybe the first three, and if we have time, try to hit those and let folks know, if you know someone that has some expertise in this, that this is what we're going to do. And, and I'm asking you to share this through your social media. And we're talking about the black agenda. This is our time, but not least. I made another announcement today at the Minister's Alliance that I'm running for Congressional District 4 in Nevada. Some of you may know it as Stephen Horsford's uh, old congressional seat and him being the first person to have it as it was a new seat. What about by the latest census data? I, I am running for that for that office. I hope that you will support me. There will be more 
information coming out, and that comes from Dr. King's speech when we did the eighth annual of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. candlelight vigil. And he says, a black said a man can't ride your back unless it's spent. And he also talked about political empowerment, that we need to, we need to get what we need. We need to do it. We shouldn't wait on someone else. Basically, what it came down for me is I shouldn't have to ask or depend on somebody else to do for me what I can do for myself as a people. We shouldn't have to ask other people outside of us to do for us when we should have our own people there to do it. So until next week at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast, 3.30 p.m. on the East Coast, I look forward to you all coming right back here. And we're going to try to do some things to add to this conversation during the week. I hope you will, too. Remember, go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, Our Own Voices on Facebook. Go to What Do Black People Want, the Black Agenda, to add more to the agenda there. There's just so many ways to do it. We just want to be in contact with you and you're in contact with us. Well, I am Rodney Smith on behalf of my co-host, Mrs. Angela Thomas, wishing you a blessed day. I am on my way, I believe, to Second Baptist Church for the school reorganization uh, meeting that Dr. Young talked about at the Ministers Alliance meeting this morning. So to everyone back east, stay warm. Those of you in the northwest, stay dry. And to everybody else, just be safe. This is Rodney Smith signing off. Bye-bye.